This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. If you are a fellow paper lover like I am, then nestle in, settle in, grab a tea, a mug of something warm if it's chilly, um, a glass of something cool if it's hot, and uh, let's have a paper chat. Let's do this. Uh, I was playing with some wallpaper lately and I've uh, been having a lot of fun with it. I really like wallpaper. It, it has a little bit of a different texture than um, copy paper, book page paper. It's a little bit thicker. It has a little bit of granularity to it, um, a rougher surface on the back, on the front sometimes. Sometimes the front is vinylized and it has ridges almost like a, a an old LP record album or a 45. Anybody remember what a 45 is? Um, yeah. And so here's a, a, just an odd question. Why when we had the 45s, did they have that weird little pretzel looking thing that you had to use in the middle where the LPs, the big ones, they didn't. It was just a hole. Why couldn't it always just be a hole? Sometimes things in life are more complicated than they need to be. And I think that's a great segue into today's uh, conversation. It is about, um, does art have to be complicated? Does it need to be complicated? Is it good that it's complicated? Is it an extra challenge if it's complicated. Okay, so let's let's just settle all down. <laughs> let's just think about the pros and cons uh, related to this. So let's say the pros of complicated art. And maybe when we're talking about complicated, what do we mean by complicated? Are we speaking intricate? Are we talking there's a lot of measuring involved? There's a lot of pieces and parts, moving parts. Um, this is something that's going to take a while to assemble. It's not going to be made in a 30-minute sit-down or maybe overnight. Maybe it's a project that's going to take days, weeks, months, years possibly. Um, I think all of those might fall into the complicated art. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing. Not labeling it as bad. It's just different. And um, I think that when we go into the, ex well, I can only speak for myself. When I go into these experiences of making art, doing art, um, I've done both and I get different things out of both the uh, complicated and the uncomplicated. And both of them feed my brain. I think they're very good for our brains to experience both. Um, the complicated can, uh, or the intricate can stretch your brain. It can uh, cause it to grow where it practically breaks out of your skull <laughs> because you're thinking, oh, what about this? And then if this, then that. And then I need to move this over in here. Oh, I forgot to do that. Uh, where's that stuff that I need to complete this project? I don't have it. I have to order it. And uh, things can get complicated very quickly. And even simple projects can get complicated very quickly. Sometimes all you need is one little illumination, one little idea, one little helper points to get you past the tough spot. And I know in junk journal world, um, one of the most common areas where people 
have a lot of frustration is um, their signatures don't come out uh, nicely placed inside the journal. Signatures tend to be one is higher than the other, one is lower and then higher, or they stick out or they, they just don't look right, um, or they come out uh, inadvertently uh, by surprise, unsuspecting, um, not meaning to do that. Um, sometimes the book just comes apart and the signatures come out. Um, so signature uh, creation and insertion can be very complicated. There's a lot of ways to insert signatures into a book. Now, it can also be very simple, and there's a lot of ways to simply insert signatures into a book. Uh, so I don't want you to fear that it has to be a complicated process. It does not. Um, and I know when I was going through my struggle of uh, just making a bajillion junk journals, I kept asking myself, there's got to be an easier way to do this. There's got to be an easier way um, without sacrificing quality, but keeping and maintaining the integrity of uh, the uniformity of the signatures. Are they going to look like they're all beside each other, all the same height, all uh, lined up like little soldiers. And um, um, now sometimes signature pages can stick out beyond the uh, edges of a book cover, and that is the aesthetic choice of the artist. They're going to like that. That's um, the desire that is... uh, um, sought after. We want this book that looks like it's bursting out of its seams and the pages are creeping out and that's actually um, uh, a style choice and that can be a lot of fun to uh, play with. But we're just talking here standard Um, if there's anything such as a standard or a regular junk journal. But the typical type of book we see where the pages are contained inside the cover, maybe by an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch, that type of thing. When you look at the side of any book, most pages are um, recessed a little bit. And um, I've got some videos where I show you how to do this in a a fairly simple process, but um, sometimes... It's just knowing what the little tip or the little trick is in order to get them inside and evened up so that you're not frustrated and, um, uh, you know, you're pulling your feathers out uh, because you get stuck on that one little point. So in, in my journey, there was a lot of feather pulling. And there was a lot of re-asking the same question. There's got to be an easier way. How can I do this uh, simply uh, where I'm not so frustrated? Is it a tool? Is it um, an alignment? Is it a method of doing it? And, um, you know, finally I came across somebody who showed a way of doing it. And I thought, wow, this is brilliant. You know, it just seemed to solve all those problems. And I adopted her way. And I wish I could remember who it was. I'm so sorry. Somebody out there, thank you very much for sharing that idea. Um, I was watching a bajillion, a bajillion videos in the beginning trying to gather little tips from everybody because everybody seemed to have one not they had lots of tips but they had one grand little kicker tip you know what I mean it was like that part where I was getting stuck over and over and over and if I just could see enough videos ha I would see the the tip or I would figure it out myself sometimes that happened too and uh, uh, but we do learn a lot from each other we are inspired by each other and hey when we learn these little tips let's share them because uh, um, you know, I, I really love to see people make books and get excited about make, making books. And I want to get them past those those simple little stumbling points, which are so easy to, to, to just throw the baby out with the bathwater. And it's easy to give up at this point. So I, I, I implore you, don't give up. If you need those little tips and tricks, check out my YouTube channel, The Paper Outpost, for... Uh, the junk journal construction playlist where I'm going to show you a lot of different ways to make a book in full tutorial, step-by-step detailed instruction where you're going to see me um, up close and personal, make the book, put in all the uh, signatures, how I do it, different ways of doing it. Um, And uh, I think 
that might give you some tips. And certainly there's a lot of other wonderful YouTube instructors out there uh, who make junk journals and they have their own tips too. So keep on learning, keep on grooving, keep on imagining and keep on sharing uh, what you learn too because uh, we all grow from from it and we're all uh, making our little mark on the world with our... um, our journals, our books, uh, the books we create and leave behind is our legacy. And uh, that's kind of a nice feeling uh, to leave behind a book. So, um, uh, you know, some other thoughts about the pros of complexity of making a journal. Um, they cause us to reach beyond our comfort zone. And this is a good creative um, project to, or a um, Uh, a task to do. It's a challenge for yourself to stretch beyond your comfort zone so that you can see what's possible for yourself. Because if you stay completely nestled in your little safety chair, your cushy uh, recliner, and you never get out of it, you're never going to see what's out there in the big wide world. And um, metaphorically speaking, and uh, it's good, you know, let's say you can't physically get out of your chair and roam the world. Let's say life happened to you and that's where you live. Well, Maybe this is your opportunity to metaphorically get out of the recliner chair and explore the edges of your own envelope. Um, Worlds may open up, and I warn you, um, you may go down rabbit holes you never thought you would go down. You may experience things you've never experienced. Life can look a lot different once you um, metaphorically get out of that recliner because um, there's, there's other things out there. There's other things to play with. There's other colors, other color palettes. There's other textures, other tactile feels, other different kinds of paper. Uh, look at the wallpaper. It's different. Pop, plop that on, on your plate in front of you and play with that for a while and just see what that's like. See if you like it. See if it's intriguing. Um, you may go down the rabbit hole of chasing down wallpaper all over town or trying to find it on eBay or Amazon or somewhere or Craigslist or Facebook marketplace. Um, you can have a lot of fun with these, uh, new grand adventures and the nice thing is it's on your timetable and uh, you create at will at your speed Uh, there's no pressure to compare yourself to anybody else Uh, you just uh, go along at what you're doing learn one little thing each time you sit down and you just you know it's it's just about that one little millimeter of growth and that's where all the excitement lives you just kind of try something new or you venture out into playing with those colors that you don't normally play with or that particular type of paper that you've always shunned for whatever reason and today you're going to maybe take a look at it and consider its possibilities as opposed to why you didn't like it in the first place Um, and you don't have to like it after you can you can dislike it even more but at least now you really know you know what I mean (laughs) and um, uh, Sunny do you have any words of wisdom I'm working on it, Mom. Come back to me a little bit later, okay? I have a public service announcement for everybody. That's my uh, little Maltese pup. He's one year old, and his name is Sunshine. And he is happily sleeping on a little pillow here beside me in the craft room. And he's got little spilled kibble everywhere around him. And he's got about mm, maybe ten pieces on his pillow with him. And we don't question that. No, no, we don't. We just let that be. And uh, uh, But he's my little companion here, and he certainly sends a big, warm, fuzzy out to everybody. So hello out there, everybody, from, from Sunny. And uh, um, so, yeah, what else could be a pro for, um, well, let's, let's just say. When we think of fine art, we think of Leonardo da Vinci. Maybe we think of uh, Rembrandt. Uh, 
you know, all these uh, famous people, painters, artists, uh, Michelangelo, and they had a lot of intricacy involved in their creations. But I will bet you, I will bet you a bag of donuts that they found some, they probably asked themselves the same questions. You know, how can I make this a little bit easier? Maybe not easier in technique or easier in um, cutting the corners because uh, they they were not corner cutters. They were very you know they took their time and they developed they produced beautiful work. But maybe they said you know instead of me running around trying to find a new pigment, maybe I can ask Joe down the street if he happens to come across on his. You know what I mean? You know they're gonna do things outside of the sphere of where they've decided to focus their energy. Uh, money, time, effort, and peace of mind on, you know, those cornerstones in life, which are so important. Um, And the rest of life, I'll bet they delegated, subjugated, um, hired other people, uh, you know, and did as little of the regular stuff so that they could focus more on the complexity of their art. And um, maybe the world greatly benefited from that. I think so too. Uh, But that's only one little aspect of art. That's only one little sliver, one little minuscule slice of the pie. Um, Art is not only meant for the talented Rembrandt. Art is meant for everybody to have an experience. And you get to design what that experience is like. Um, There is no hard and fast rule. It has to be complicated or difficult or complex or intricate. It can be as fun as and as simple as playing in a mud puddle. It can be as easy as laying on the sandy beach and just drawing um, swirls in the sand with your finger. Uh, It can be dipping your hand in paint and making chickens out of the handprint. It can be anything you like. I mean, um, it encompasses everything. And the experience, which is tied to the actual piece of art, is only determined by the imagination and inspiration of the creator. And we have no idea what that person's journey or experience was when we take a look at a piece of art. But when we do it ourselves, we darn well know if we're having a good time or not. And a lot of what um, my channel, The Paper Outpost, is focused on is uh, remembering it's okay to have a good time and have some fun while you're creating. And not everything has to be so serious all the time. Uh, Many of us have lived lives where there was a lot of seriousness going on. Everything was very formal and very serious and very important. And, you know, we were going to fall off the face of the planet. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. If we didn't, we didn't uh, uh, operate like little machines and everything, all our ducks were in a row. Well, I want this to be your space. Uh, The ducks are not in a row. I know that should be the channel name. My ducks are not in a row. <laughs> uh, come have your ducks not be in a row. Um, this place where uh, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn quick and easy tips. It's okay to learn how to, to cover up, um, tear apart, uh, recreate, uh, create with reckless abandon, and uh, just unleash ourselves so that the fun part can be uh, invited back in. 
And it doesn't matter how old you are, young or old, uh, new or um, antique, (laughs) Uh, and it doesn't matter what your supplies are, fun is available for you at any moment in time. And sometimes it all boils down to us giving ourselves the permission to have fun because maybe, you know, we've been pushed a lot in life to be perfect or be, um, you know, highly efficient or get things done or... um, you know, create uh, and not enjoy. There's there there um, is that old adage of there needs to be suffering in the art, and um, you know I I I accept that, but I also challenge that there also can be a lot of fun, and I know because I've experienced it, and I know because I've seen you guys experience it, and I can hear it in your voices, and I can see it in your comments where it's okay, it's okay, and um, there's room for everybody and every experience, and it's. Um, Um, it's up for you to define and you to decide which way you want to take your art. And, uh, sometimes if you're taking it towards a business, there's a more, there's a level of a layer of heaviness and seriousness that somehow gets slapped on top and it can, it can ruin a good day. It can ruin, um, a, the joy of somebody making art when all of a sudden you start to sell it because then you start to make it towards what somebody else would like as opposed to what you would like, especially if you're doing custom work or you're doing um, like uh, per item work or um, somebody hires you for a specific task and they want you to create something for them um, that you wouldn't necessarily create for yourself, but because they want you to do it and they want you to do it the way they want you to do it, you are... Um, you're kind of bent over a, a, a bit of a, a fence because uh, uh, then all of a sudden you, it, it gets a little awkward. Like, is the fun still there? Can you still have fun there? Are you allowed to have fun when you're doing work for somebody else? And um, that's really something to think about. Boy, that could really be another um, podcast right there. But um, um if you're just talking your own art and you're just having fun with it, and if you plan on selling it or giving it away or, uh, you know, selling completed works and just putting them out there and to see if the world likes them, um, take heart that it's important that you enjoy the process first, even if you don't like the finished product. If you enjoy the journey, that's 99% of it, and that's considered a home run in my books. Um, if you... Uh, enjoy the journey and you like the finished product well there you go that that you you sunk a few hoops and knocked it out of the park and uh if you enjoy the journey um enjoy the end product and you sell it and everybody's okay with it on the other side and they're happy with it too then that's that's even better um but not even better that's not the right way to say it because it's not about whether you sell it or not it's it's the the meat on the bone is in, uh, in the enjoyment of the journey. And I think the other things are merely icing. And um, I think that it's important to see that, that when um, you start make, doing art, and we generally start for ourselves because we tend to be a little bit timid about putting our work out there because lest it be judged by others, we have to go into that realm and, and all that um, you know, head thought that goes with that. Um, but that first little inner spark of you just sitting down with some paper and playing with it and just giving yourself the freedom to do whatever you want, to play with it, whatever the way you want, to color it, to cut it, to glue it, to snip it, to fold it, to tear it, um, whatever you're going to do to it, 
And maybe you're going to make something out of it. Maybe you're going to make nothing out of it. You don't know because you're just sitting down and there's no pressure. Um, But let's say the next day too, you want to make something. You want to have a direction. You want it to be something simple and something easy, something doable in a maybe a little sit down moment. Um, Or you want to take half of somebody's idea and meld it with your own and go off in a completely different direction. Uh, It's all good. It's all good and it's all wonderful and it's very good for your brain and your outlook and um, it's, I truly believe, a real therapy. I think it helps us sort things out in life. And it also gives us a beautiful escape hatch from all the other yuck in life. And uh, beautiful things, whether they look beautiful, it doesn't matter, but beautiful things come of it because of the experience one had. It's a memory that you'll have that nobody can ever take away from you, that you created something with your hands that was never there before and you literally gave birth to it you gave creative birth to it because it is here now and uh you know uh, maybe you'll be brimming with excitement and you cannot wait to show your friends and your family and um yeah you know share your new enthusiasm with what you're making whatever it is doesn't matter if it's a junk journal or a quilt or uh you're rug hooking or you are uh, diamond painting or whatever that is now um but you're having fun And uh, they can tell because they can see the look in your eye and they can also see you planning, okay, what am I going to make next? What are the um, supplies that I need? I need to be on the lookout for this and that and this and that. And um, yeah, you don't need everything. No, you'd be surprised at how much you can create with very little product. Um, You know, one thing, for example, watercolor. I mean, it doesn't take much watercolor to go very far. So you can buy one palette of watercolor and you're good for a long, long, long time. You can create a lot of art out of that. And um, uh, you, you know, and you don't need a million brushes. No, no, you don't. You just need a few. Learn how to use them differently. Watch a YouTube video on how to use a paintbrush differently, a watercolor brush, easy painting techniques. And all of a sudden you're off and running and you can make beautiful journal cover. Um, journal cards with your watercolors. Uh, You can make um, covers for your books. Uh, There's a lot of things that you can do. You can do the same thing with rubber stamps. One rubber stamp can do a million things. Um, It's not just the image that it is. You can transform that image into many different things. You can leave it black and white. You can color in the centers. You can uh, make little uh, circles, like uh, stamp a circle out of whatever it is you have, and it's going to look like a beautiful wreath or a flower or something like that. I mean, one tool can give you a lot of possibilities. I really encourage you to take, sit down and take a look at the tools that you have, and every time you feel that need of, oh, I just need a little bit more. I need a little more. Or something. I don't, I don't, oh, I'm just bored with my stuff. I want to go get more stuff to, to fill into your space. And then I want you to take a good hard look around at what exactly you have amassed already. And if it's burgeoning, uh, you know, if it's, uh, you know, breaking at the seams, then, um, you know, relook at what you actually have and, and try playing with it in different ways and play with it in unsuspected ways and use different mediums with it. Like if you've never played with modeling paste, I encourage you to play with modeling paste. Doesn't that sound intimidating? Modeling paste. It sounds very serious. Like only uh, only true artists should work with modeling paste because it's complicated. It's not complicated. It's basically, I don't know, I want to call it like thick, hard paint um, that stays elevated when you uh, put it through a stencil on your page. And it dries really fast and it's really cool. And you can do so many fun things with it. I mean, you can have a heyday with one tube of modeling paste. Now, you can go make your own modeling paste. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of YouTube videos out there on how to make your own modeling paste. But honestly, 
Modeling paste is not that expensive. And by the time you buy all the ingredients to make your own, you could totally um, just uh, uh, buy a tube. Now, another alternative, if, if you can't find modeling paste in your area or um, you don't have the ingredients to make it, you can buy a uh, joint compound or spackling. will also work in a pinch. So those are some options for you. Just thinking, just thinking. And I would think um, you could probably even use caulking. It'll give it more of a rubberized type of feel, but you definitely want to rinse off that stencil after that. And actually with any of the modeling paste you do, because it can, it can leave your stencil a little crunchy at the end. You know what I mean? And it might be a little bumpy next time you use it for a stencil and it might uh, not rest flat on your page or paper. So definitely rinse that stuff off and rinse it with a lot of water. And you don't really want to put it down the kitchen sink or any good plumbing sinks because it can harden inside your pipes. So you probably want to rinse it out in like, uh, like outside somewhere would be a good idea to do that with the garden hose or, um, you know, just take a bucket of water and rinse it out outside and dump the water outside some safe magic place. And, uh, Oh, son, you look so cute right now. You're just doing a little cutie cuddle face. Oh, um, <laughs> he throws me. He does. What can I say? Oh, my little boy, my little boy. I love you so much. Um, so I hope you're having fun out there, and I hope you're thinking. Did I go about the? Did I say the pros? Okay, the cons. Did we give you enough cons? The cons of complexity. Well, let's just put this in a nutshell. It's complicated. Yeah. Pretty much that's it. It's complicated when things are complex. It requires often more time, more tools, more supplies, more um, level of understanding, more education. Uh, maybe more people need to be around. You may need a lot more time to, to create and develop this. And maybe you need to acquire more skills in order to complete the project. Oh, we have long guy going by right now. And Sunshine is very excited about that. Yes, yeah, so there, there we have that happening. Um, never a dull moment here. The old soap sanctuary. Um, but yeah, um, uh, so I, I think we get it about complicated and why it's tough. Um, there are some good points and there are some uh, downsides, but I think somewhere around the complicated, even if it's complicated, if we can still have fun, I think we have found the golden apple. So with that, I leave you and I will be talking to you next time here from the Paper Outpost, the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast. And uh, oh, you have woken up. Do you have that public service announcement? Okay, well, here it is. I just want everybody to know that um, I uh, hope that you have a lot of uncomplicated fun today. Well, that, that was that was really profound. Okay, we'll take that back to Sleepy Ghost. Okay. <laughs> so I hope you had fun. Um, my videos, they come out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on the, pa- the Paper Outpost po- the Paper Outpost Podcast. The Paper Outpost channel on YouTube. Podcasts come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have a free monthly emailed newsletter. If you haven't signed up for that, be sure you do because you get a free digital image emailed, emailed to you every month along with a whole host of other goodies. And... Um, I have a Facebook group, so come and join the Paper Outpost Facebook group. We're doing weekly and monthly challenges over there as well as seeing what you guys make from these videos. You guys are so inspirational. Thank you so much for sharing ideas and comments. We love it, and uh, we're all growing from it. Thank you very, very much. I have an Etsy shop where you're going to find vintage digi kits, which are downloadable printables. I also have a print and mail service. If you you give me 10 names of digi kits, send that to either pam at thepaperoutpost.com, my email, or uh, through Etsy. 
Etsy message and then buy the print and mail um, uh, service, then I will print out those and mail them to you. They ship priority mail shipping and uh, they are off to you. And uh, um, the I have an Amazon shop where I have favorite tools and supplies listed there for quickie links or you can check them out. Um, I do receive a small uh, benefit from that, but you are not charged more because you use my links. So just so you know that. Um, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, you can find me in all those places. And also, all my links are in the drop-down description box below every video. And if you find value or had fun here, please like, subscribe, and share, and click the notification bell. And remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. I love the paper outpost. It has done wonderful things for the pandemic and retirement. Thank you so much, Pam. Be blessed. Hey, Pam, I found you again. This is my podcast. Okay. I hope I ha you have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, Pam. It's Karen from Australia. One of your first subbies. Oh, well, <clears throat> I joined probably when you had about 150 subbies. Um, listening to my first um, audio record, and wow, it was really enjoyable. And um, good luck in the future. And I cannot, I cannot believe how much your group has grown. It's like absolutely massive, and all the links you've got there now underneath your videos and yeah really proud of her and thank you very much I enjoy your videos every day as a matter of fact um I look for them every morning okay have a nice day catch you later bye-bye hi Pam I just stumbled across this on LinkedIn and I love it congratulations Great success to you, Lylene. Hey, Pam. It's Kathy in Everett, Washington. Just wanted to say thanks for the great podcast, and I find collage wonderfully relaxing. Thanks for the good tips on using my scraps, and glad I found your podcast. Thanks. I'll see you at the outpost later. <laughs> <laughs>